0: is No my last time We didn't quite get to clarify what actually happened because there was a burning sensation. And for all the ladies out there listening, Mike Russell is single, and we just want to clarify some things. It
1: is very important, okay? So the test came back negative. I was given treatment, but the test came back negative. It was, according to the, uh, the reports by the urologist, it was merely shampoo in the penis, which was an aggressive shower I must have taken on the cruise. Holy
0: (laughs) shit. How do you shower?
1: Nothing's more upsetting than the realization that you have made a terrible mistake. And yet you never learn. No, the shower... Listen, it was in a cruise ship. The shower is very, like... It just got all over the place. Okay? shampoo. And if you're trying to shampoo with a boner, let me tell you, it, 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 like... You are putting Why yourself... did
0: you have a boner in the shower? <laughs> because
1: I had just hooked up with this
0: lady in my room. Okay, never mind. Oh, I don't God. want to hear anymore. <laughs> okay. That's what I get for actually caring for a second. <laughs> it's the last time that'll fucking happen. <laughs> Ever again. Steve, you know, I feel like. We're... Ever oh. again! <laughs> no! Nine! yet, yet. Speaking of Russians, welcome to the Song Topsy Report, everyone. I'm your host, Nick Brigadier.
1: I'm Mike Russell. I'm Steve Trollinger.
0: And yeah, uh, the song we're talking about today is uh, called Rasputin. It is a 1978... You're, you're not pronouncing that right. Rasputin. No, it's Rasputin. Rasputin? Oh, fuck you. I've never called <laughs> Rasputine? it Rasputin. I watched Hellboy. Rah-rah. They didn't call it Rasputin. <laughs> it's like a he's like the french fry dish and i don't trust Rasta the people the i don't i don't style. trust the people in this song who force Rasputin to rhyme with queen that's the only reason they pronounce it at that least way. they're trying unlike last week
1: oh god yeah you gotta give it to boney m for that, that i very... suppose so
0: uh but <laughs> this song is called Rasputin, and it goes a little bit like this <laughs>
1: because he was known for participating in a lot of orgies. He
0: was. Which is great. (laughs) Oh, man, I love disco. (laughs) I love disco so much. I'm so happy, after the last several episodes, to be doing a style of music that, while I was not alive for it, I can speak to it. You actually really like disco? I like some disco. I like this song and three Bee Gees songs, and that's about... You know what? I I take that back. I bet if I if I really looked into it, there'd be a few other disco songs that I actually liked.
1: See, I feel like you keep suggesting songs you actually like, and like what? No, I'm not. Shut <laughs> up.
0: This is a terrible song. No, the thing is, I actually kind of thoroughly enjoyed this song. I'd heard the song before because the first time I heard this, a folk metal band that I really like named Turisas covered this song. So I heard a folk metal version of this song first before I'd heard the disco version. Now. I enjoy this song. It is a thoroughly ridiculous, batshit crazy song. When you think about <laughs> it is a song about one of the most controversial figures in all of Russia's history. Sung by a vocal group made up mostly of Caribbean vocalists. Assembled by a German songwriter and vocalist, as we will discover. Performed in English. If that is not the performed most... Performed partially in English. Pa- yes, yes. There's some Wunderbars thrown in but it is yeah it is just such a it's a very fascinating song and i'm very glad that you brought it to our attention this uh, was this was if i could tell actually the story play, of play. I, I i came across this song i was in a car with uh, my girlfriend and one of her friends and uh after going through a half an hour of simpsons trivia with this friend um,
2: wow,
0: wow. I, yeah it's, really I, impressive. it's i it's not any, it's not at all related to the song. That's just what happened. Before. But I'm glad we know it. Yeah. Uh, were you quizzing she, her on her Simpsons knowledge? No, or? we were trying to see who who knew more. Oh, um, who did? Uh, I don't remember. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I think you lost. So uh, <laughs> this so. this song this song just came up. She said, "Oh, oh, you guys have to listen to this song," and made us play it in the car. And I my immediate reaction to it was to ju- was I, I I didn't I, I cringed I, I didn't know what to make of it and then. Three hours later, I was trying to sleep, and all I could do in my head was say, "Ra ra Rasputin, lover of the Russian queen. <laughs> so this song is interesting in the sense there's almost two separate histories to talk about. There's the history of Boney M, and then there's the history of Rasputin, or Rasputin, as Boney M refers to him The as. lover of the Russian queen? Yes, which is a highly debatable point. Russia's greatest love machine? <laughs> He That's cool. See how easy it is to rhyme things, Taylor? <laughs> Are you listening, Taylor? Are yes. you listening? <laughs> so I suppose it's probably best to just very briefly uh, give a little roundup on who Rasputin was. Yes. yes, other than lover of the Russian queen. Rasputin was a monk uh, who became a very influential figure in Russia during the reign of Tsar Nicholas II right before uh, communism essentially took over. And you could argue that he actually contributed to the fall of the Tsarist reign. He, uh, he was born in Siberia uh, and uh, decided to become a holy man uh, after having some sort of vaguely defined religious experience, which I always assumed meant he realized that he lived in fucking Siberia and needed to figure out a way to con himself into somewhere that isn't hell. Yes.
1: Come on, he was a magic man! This guy was... Was like one of
0: the I mean the like the craziest Wait, Mike. I, can I stop you right here and ask exactly how much of your knowledge of Rasputin comes from fictional representations of Rasputin? Listen, all I know. Okay, you're deflecting, which leads me to believe. <laughs> Just, I want to hear him.
1: Look, man, this guy,
0: not Disco, this guy. This guy.
1: <laughs> he was a healer. He healed people. He healed. Why do you think he was in there in the first place? As a peasant, okay. He did some shit. Hemo. Uh, listen. Oh, I have a really funny hemophilia joke. <laughs> what do you What do you call Way a- to set it up too? <laughs> what do you What do you call a bunch of hemophiliacs in a hot tub? I don't know. What do you call them? Sue. So- Okay, no. Don't, okay, you can cut that out. Anyway. do you know what a hemophiliac is? They can't stop bleeding and they fall apart. The the, the. Okay,
0: that's leprosy. <laughs>
1: oh shit. Lepers no, the can't stop tub.
0: bleeding part is right. Lepers they fall in a hot af- tub. They don't Lepers fall apart. Tub. But they need to be something needs to get the blood out first, which is why when you said they were in a hot tub, I assumed the hot tub was full of knives. Yes. <laughs> Just bubbling Shh. knives cutting up the hemophiliacs.
1: I hate when I get my lepro- my, my leprosy and my hemophiliac jokes mixed <laughs> up. happens every time. <laughs> anyway, I, I'm just saying he was a magic man. He was able this guy have you looked at this guy He looked crazy and he oh yeah he, he was still able to get involved in a bunch of orgies and getting ladies at him. I mean that, he
0: was a magic And man. you can probably sympathize with him because uh, Rasputin, as Steven said was born and grew up in Siberia and you grew up near Saranac Lake, which is the next closest thing in America to Siberia. <laughs> Upstate New York, the frozen tundra is very very close to Siberia. Oh, you're both from upstate New York, aren't you? Yeah, but I'm from, like, Capital District, okay? Saranac oh, Lake. Mr. Big Shot here. Yeah. Mr. <laughs> Big City Living. From Albany, top of the line, tip top, town of town. 100,000 people in the 2015 census. Aye! But Saranac Lake is up up. there. That's, That's like, legitimately upstate New York. People
1: think Buffalo's north. I'm telling you, Buffalo's west. When you want to go north, I'm talking closer to the North Pole. All right, you're going upstate New York, not western New York. None of that BS. Saranac Lake. And you know what? Our meteorologist finds that the the readings is always the coldest at Saranac Lake.
0: Well, no, so Rasputin, he had a vision that he would guide the Tsar and Tsarina at the time. You know, Tsar Nicholas II and his wife, Alexandra. And he ended up making it to St. Petersburg and worked his way up to essentially becoming uh, their confidant. Because their son, <laughs> you, uh, you, you, you were a little premature with the hemophiliac oh, joke, sorry. but uh, their son was a hemophiliac and they were incredibly worried that that would possibly cause some issues with who would become the next ruler. It, it's almost as if it's a bad idea to just constantly marry members of your own family. <laughs> almost like that. It's as though doing that somehow weakens your gene pool to the point where all of the people you sire are mentally handicapped and or bleeding to death. But so here was the thing. Rasputin apparently had some supernatural powers. He was able to heal their son after he fell off a horse and started bleeding profusely. They thought he was going to die just because when you're hemophiliac, you can't stop bleeding. Rasputin was able to stop the bleeding. And as soon as he was able to do that, uh, the Tsarina, Alexandra, just immediately became attached to him, believed that he was the only one who could keep her son alive. So Rasputin had this very interesting belief system in the sense that he believed, he was part of this um almost like anti-Orthodox Christianity where he believed that essentially, I, I tried to understand it, but you essentially have to conspicuously sin. You have to actually willingly go out of your way to sin so that, you can then achieve a more pure forgiveness from God. Bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. Sorry, Steve, did you say something? I'm uh, sorry, I got a tickle. Yeah, see, sore throat. Like sort of yeah, drink, 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 drink some more.
1: I mean, oh come on, Steve, you don't, you don't agree that that maybe you know, like to one to purify one's soul, you just need to make it as dark and sinful as possible.
0: This sounds like a religion Mike could subscribe I'm to. Actually, it's the only way he's getting. it. I think ahead. that spewing had a point. That's as that is as offensive to me as the concept of the prosperity Bible, and that is plenty offensive. All right, I'm going to go on a tangent. So, uh, it's, it's a similar it's a similar concept of how do we use religion to excuse us being awful people? Oh yeah, uh, it's essentially a bunch of uh, uh, super rich uh, evangelical Christians the kind who own mega churches and all that they essentially use it as an excuse for god wants me to be rich that way i can use all this money to spread his word cuz if there's one thing christ was really all about it was making money off a church absolutely <laughs> something <laughs> about a camel going through the eye of a needle you know what sucks <laughs> Inla- <laughs> enlighten me
1: if jesus came today he'd be shunned away from these mega churches
0: of course he would he's a middle eastern jew <laughs> <laughs> so middle he's a poor middle eastern jew they
1: wouldn't dude
0: if this guy he's a brown person he's a jewish person that's two strikes right there he's got no money so why should they listen to him
1: How many Jesuses do you think have come along and have been snubbed by the Okay, we are now getting into Well we are
0: getting into very, very, very scary territory. People argue Rasputin was one of those. There were some people in Russia and St. Petersburg at the time who thought that Rasputin was the like reincarnation of Christ. Because Rasputin was not a conspicuously wealthy man. He actually looked like a grisly, grimy, homeless person for the most part. But he became so powerful because World War One began. Archduke Franz Ferdinand was assassinated while Rasputin was in St. Petersburg. Now, Tsar Nicholas II was deeply unpopular, but as soon as he w- decided to go to war, became hugely popular. That's all you need to become popular. And, if I may
1: just add, at this moment in time, right, Rasputin had already, like, made the uh, the, the church leaders, the noble people, or, like, whoever was, like, doing the—he got them all pissed off. And they sent a noseless lady— To Stab him in the stomach,
0: which she did, pulling his intestines out, and he survived. Yeah, but he was now. Is that an actual historical factor? Is that one of those build on the legend sort of things? No, there was an assassination attempt. Well, no, I I agree that there was probably. Oh, you mean the intestines specifically pulled out? Maybe that's a little bit
1: hyperbolic, but just a little. I saw a picture of the lady, though, she had no nose.
0: Crack detective work there. <laughs> no. That's why you're like Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> no. It was probably this noseless woman. Lo- this noseless woman. The noseless woman can who you, has no nose. Can you pick her out, a crowd detective? Yes, I can.
1: But he was in the hospital, and he couldn't be there in person to try to like convince... This tsar uh, Z- Zarr- Zarr- Nicholas Tsar Zarr- II Nicholas yes. second to to not go to war and he sent him letters but letters aren't enough man you gotta like when you're a magic man you gotta be in person you gotta show your stuff and also you gotta sweeten up that man's wife because she was all about respite
0: yes well whether or not there is it is it is highly unlikely he was actually lover of the Russian queen but to really quickly it's quick us, a great rhyme it is it is pretty good <laughs> although actually no it's not because it's a really forced rhyme actually but at it's least it's a, a rhyme at least it's a different word Taylor Swift. So, we got to quickly go through the rest of the history. So, Sorry. Tsar Nicholas II goes off to war physically. Rasputin goes back to St. Petersburg. It's him and Alexandra. He becomes a very powerful person. He's basically advising her. And he gets a lot of political enemies out of this. Also because he's having, like, orgies in his apartment, like, every other day. Now, he who refuses am I- to wash. Yes, he refuses to wash. Very important oh, point man. also. Now... Here's the thing, we're about to wrap up Rasputin's history, but the one thing we have to get into about the song Rasputin is the whole song is essentially a pretty succinct and actually fairly accurate summary of Rasputin's life in a disco song. So, for instance, at this point in Rasputin's life, he is an influential character, and so the second verse of the song... (laughs) We're going to get to the chorus later. Uh, Because, so, Rasputin made a lot of political enemies, got himself assassinated. But his assassination is one of the most enduring historical myths slash kind of facts slash it kind of blurs together. Because Rasputin was essentially invited to a party by family of the Tsar, who thought he was a bad influence, was fed poison... And was fine. Like two and a half hours later, totally fine. Still eating, still whining and dining. Kind of like how I imagine Mike Russell would encounter. I, I was gonna attribute that to once again the hardiness of the Russian people. <laughs> yes. Yo, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, I oh god I gotta say, some of my some of my favorite people in history, Mr. Mr. St. Patrick, Rasputin, that were assassinated. Able and were assassinated. <laughs> no, but I mean like we're we're survivors, man. We're able to survive things that people don't survive.
0: Like when you jumped out of a third-story window. (laughs) In college. That's the end of the story. (laughs) I mean... We're just like Rasputin. There's an air of mystery, because I don't think you remember
1: what happened. No, man. So, yeah. What was it? Uh... Here it was, 2000. Oh, my God. 2009. I fell three stories. The second floor called the police, and someone outside smoking a cigarette was like, holy shit. And then that was it. Like, I was fine. Not a, yes. I had a scratch on my ear, and I went to the hospital. Had a full MRI. No injuries. To, this,
0: a- to this day, Mike Russell is still referred to as the Rasputin of SUNY Albany. Yeah. <laughs> He's more like Bruce Willis from Unbreakable. <laughs> Except if Bruce Willis caused the train accident in the beginning of the movie. Yes. <laughs> By accident, though, of course. <laughs> okay. But Sir Spiel was poisoned, didn't die. These guys freak out, grab a gun, and shoot him. He falls to the ground. He's still not dead. He oh, gets up. He oh. attacks the guy who shot him. Then the guy who shot him runs up the stairs. They all come back downstairs. Rasputin's gone. He's jumped out the goddamn window. He's crawling through the snow. They're freaking out like, oh my god, can we kill him? And they shoot him like a whole bunch more times. And he's still not dead. <laughs> they wrap him up. They beat they just, the shit out of him, right? Yeah, yeah they, pound, they beat him in the head with something. They're like freaking out, like, holy shit, can we even kill him? So they wrap him up in like a tarp or something. They bring him to a river that is frozen over. They cut a hole in the river. They cut a little saw hole in the river. They dump him into the river, hoping he'll go out to sea. He doesn't go out to sea. His body is discovered later on, I think the next day or the day after, lungs filled with water, implying he was still alive when they dumped him in the water and he was finally dead. His body was buried, and then dug up, and then burned, and then apparently his penis was kept as a trophy, but then it turns out it wasn't. But there's all these urban legends oh, surrounding it. Nick, please, I, I'm, you just I'm des- making a request You right just described now. Mike's burial requests.
1: When I die, and, I, and if I don't have the I funds want to be respected. If you <laughs> die. If I don't have the funds to be frozen, which I would <laughs> love to be, I'm gonna assume I die before you, Nick. It's just pretty obvious, I think. Fair enough. (laughs) Uh, Just um, would you would you make sure they cut my dick off? (laughs) And you can uh, what what are those people called that like mess with animals?
0: Taxidermists?
1: Yes. Would you taxidermy my dick, um, to its best extent, and uh, just you know, I'm I'm... so no no
0: cold water Russell. No
1: no no cold water Russell. I need I need a full fledged freaking.
0: I need Russell in the shower on a. Cruise on a cruise ship post coitus, yeah. So, you've just heard a very brief summary of Rasputin's life. Now, after hearing this sordid tale of this fascinating historical figure, what better genre to represent him, I would argue, than a disco song? And that is what Boney M decided to do in 1978. Can I kind of want to go back to. I, I really want. I really wish that when they're trying to kill him, I really wish there was a conversation going on while they were beating, trying to beat him to death with sticks. Like, Ivan, why are we so bad at killing people? <laughs> I don't know. I thought the poison would work, and then the poison didn't work, so we had to try something else. So, I, I, I mean, we've, we offhandedly kill millions of people. <laughs> we on a daily basis accidental killing. It's just when we try to apply ourselves that it, it just doesn't quite work. Ah Valdivich, I usually have someone to hire... I hire someone to do this for me. There has got to be a better way.
1: It is so much harder than I thought it would be.
0: I don't know about you guys, but I'm getting very tired hitting him with this stick. Smack, ah. smack, smack. Ah. So, Boney M is a vocal group created by a German record producer named Frank Ferrin. Uh, Funk... Well, it's, it's Frank Ferrain, but when I heard it actually pronounced in German, it's Funk Ferrin. Dude, I love
1: that his name's Funk. <laughs> Frank. It's Frank. Frank! No, but it's pronounced Funk. Funk. How? Frank?
0: Frank.
1: Yeah, but you know he goes by Funktown.
0: Funk. funk you up. That's what I'm saying. I suppose so. So, vocal group arranged by this producer... Uh, comprised of Liz Mitchell, Marcia Barrett, Maze Williams, and Bobby Farrell, all from the Caribbean. Now, with over 150 million records sold, these guys are actually technically one of the best-selling artists of all time. But now, something also interesting, I mentioned, so it's, in the course you mostly hear the four women in the group, but there's one man in the group, Bobby Farrell. Now, if you ever see a live performance, he's this, like, exotic, like, dancer. That's actually, that was actually what his profession was. He was an exotic dancer. But uh, you hear this voice. Uh, a member of the Brotherhood. Uh. Yes, exactly. You hear this voice. <laughs> so, that, male, that, that guy's voice, whenever you saw a live performance, that's the guy you see mouthing the words. That was not the person who actually sang the song. So, as we were. Uh, the, the gentleman whose name we were having so much fun with before, Franck Ferrin, uh, the producer. It was a german guy who was a songwriter and he did some solo work in like the early to mid 70s but wasn't very commercially viable but then he did he started doing some tracks where he released them under the pseudonym bony m and it was him doing the vocals but he decided like well i'm not like the good like front person for like a group so he assembled a group didn't stop art garfunkel <laughs> hey but he assembled a group to kind of form this band, Boney M, to then perform these songs for him. And so, uh, Bobby Farrell. It's like it's like the monkeys meet Wizard of Oz. <laughs> Pay no attention to the man behind the four mop top kids from Liverpool. Oh, wait, no, most of the monkeys were American. There was yes. just the one in Yeah. Uh, I found a short little documentary. I'm just going to play a little bit. That kind of explains uh how he got started especially with the uh the group uh boney m
2: the man crooning in german is named frankie farian and like it or not at one point in our lives most of us have probably boogied on down to one of his records and if you think you've never heard frankie sing frankie says think again because he was the voice of pop legends boney m and Millie vanilli Frank Farian is the genius behind some oh, yeah, of the- you
0: remember Millie Vanilli? Oh, my God. I think, I have plans to cover them in a future Song Topsy Report episode, but Millie Vanilli was a band that won a- No, Gram- they weren't. Well, that, that was the issue. They won a Grammy Award for Best New Artist that they had to turn in, because it turned out the two members of Millie Vanilli can't sing, and all of their vocals were performed by Frank Farian- there were some issues with the legality and. Uh, oh, were there? There were issues with the legality. They had to turn in their Grammy Awards. I, like, well, luckily I, Grammys are worthless anyway. <laughs> yeah, but still, it's it the principle of and it. And
2: the greatest scandals of Euro Europop. Eurotrash went to rush back in Germany to uncover the truth about Deutschland's producer, Uber Alice.
1: I wasn't like, very successful with my music.
0: By the way, Jason Statham, I think, did like the <laughs> English dubbing. I was about to say. <laughs>
1: In the 60s and 70s, I did almost nothing but German ballads, and I was very, very unhappy.
2: But it was ballads to all that in 1975, when Frank recorded a disco track using the pseudonym Boney M. The song charted all across Europe, forcing him to form a band that could perform it on TV. Boney's follow-up single, Daddy Cool, became Frank's first worldwide smash hit. She's crazy like, and so it was that Frank Clarion became the man behind Boney M.
0: So yeah, so essentially, um, the women in the group basically pre- more or less performed all of their vocals in the band, but they needed a male frontman to essentially be like the stand-in for Frank Farrain, and he didn't actually say anything. Like, like uh, bo- uh, excuse me, Bobby Farrell couldn't sing. Like, he just mouthed the words and danced around. That was his contribution to the He had good group. dance moves, though. He did. He was a very good dancer, but he couldn't sing. <laughs> and ironically enough, so Bobby Farrell, unfortunately, uh, you know, the, the band kind of fell apart in the 80s. Bobby Farrell kind of, like, faded into obscurity to a certain degree. And he died December 30th, 2010, in a St. Petersburg hotel that he happened to be staying in at the time, which was on the anniversary of and in the same city as Rasputin's date of death, I bet it was Rasputin's ghost that killed him. That's that's the old look. Occam's razor: the simplest explanation is likely the correct. Oh, likely the correct <laughs> one. Yeah. Why well, am uh, I the only one not Sherlock- drinking and yet I still can't talk? Sherlock Russell, is this, does this sound
1: accurate? I uh, I gotta say, uh, with my detective skills and respect for Mister. Trollinger's observations, I'll say uh, it was likely Rasputin's ghost. I gotta say, yeah, yeah absolutely. But all of this... Oro has big lurch, because there's a million ways to die.
0: A million <laughs> yeah, <ways> to... <laughs> please, let's have that conversation again. Yes. I really, after you said that, if I could have remembered the, that monologue from Billy Madison, I would have used that monologue from Billy Madison.
1: Oh, you get it. We you. are
0: all dumber for having heard it.
1: <laughs> you will be that is, without a, that is without
0: a doubt the most insanely stupid thing I have ever heard. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. <laughs> so, so essentially, when you hear a song by Boney M, it's Frank Ferrain who essentially did the song. So, Rasputin was entirely his brainchild. Mm. This German guy writing a song in English about a Russian guy for a Caribbean band, essentially, and it worked. I mean, it worked did. brilliantly. I'm telling tell, yeah, you Yeah, tell guys. me this isn't catchy. <laughs> Now, what reference was that about? There was a cat that really was gone. The, like, in the 70s, like, you're a cool cat. Like, that was... It's oh. not a literal thing. Well, I was wondering if there was, like, a magic cat. Because there's always magic cats, you know? No, but he did have a pet bat that could talk. Its name was Bartok.
1: I don't yeah. remember that in the documentary. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, pet talking bat named Bartok. And they had to hunt down Anastasia. That's right! Uh... to kill her. Yes, because yes. then he And Bartok be... got his own movie. Yeah, great. But now here's the thing that I kind of started piecing together while listening. To this. But one is drinking and, and lusting for power. His hunger for power became known to more and more people. The demand to, to do something about this outrageous man became louder and louder. Once again, this song is actually not a terrible history of Rasputin. If you have to get Rasputin in a nutshell in like five minutes along with catchy tempo, like that's... Here's what I want the listening audience to picture in their head when they listen to this song all the way through. I want you to imagine Rasputin surviving his fatal, seemingly fatal assassination, continuing on, continuing on, I didn't drink, but I can't talk, continuing on his immortal path Becoming, Until he Hellboy. Becoming, no, not yet. Uh, becoming a discotheque club owner in the late 70s. As the owner of the club, when you come in, the show, like a burlesque, starts with dancers coming on stage, and they begin singing this song. Rasputin himself comes out to sing the Franz parts. Imagine that in your head. Picture what Rasputin looks like. He's in, a, he's in like, a dis- white disco suit doing a dance number full beard full beard with a bunch of sexy ladies and you'll have some idea of what goes on in my head every (laughs) single time (laughs) I hear this song this was your movie pitch this is I don't know when I'm gonna use it but that's the scene I'm gonna build a whole movie around it yo I'm like picturing that now
1: and it makes me happy because stuff. Rasputin. Like, <laughs> like,
0: remember, remember, remember that scene from Goldfinger, Austin Powers, and oh no, Goldmember. Sorry, yeah. Austin Powers and Goldmember. Yeah, when it comes out as Goldmember in a roller disco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's I'm just stealing that, but it's Rasputin. But with
1: Rasputin? <laughs> yeah, with that. And those crazy eyes and his sunken face—the hypnotic
0: eyes that people said, like you know, could hypnotize you. Like Rasputin seems like a character who could exist in any time and like thrive. Like you know exactly, he would be the owner of a CD discotheque like in the '70s. It's just would be or was. (gasps) Would be. He's not alive anymore. Yeah, no, he's dead. That we know of. Yeah, he got shot, poisoned, stabbed, and thrown
1: in a river. So and beaten and beaten. Yes, and And thrown in a trunk. Was he in the trunk?
0: I mean, they, they had to transport him to the river, so I imagine... I think they were, they, they were thinking about it, but at that point, they were just so exhausted from hitting him with yeah. a bunch of sticks. The, oh, forget it. I, don't, I can't lift him. In. I don't feel like lifting him into the trunk. Just kick him. Kick him like a can down the road. <laughs> Piotr! Pyotr, we're going to kick him. Get over here. pyotr has got the strongest left foot in all of Russia. I kick Rasputin. (laughs) Dush, dush, dush. And that's how soccer was started. (laughs) Now, here's the thing I found kind of interesting, like, to draw a parallel. So Rasputin was kind of the seedy, dark, behind-the-scenes character influencing, you know, the Russian Tsar and Tsarina, like, like, whispering into their ear, and then they would say what he was saying. Which is why I think that Frank Falyan... Resonate. This character resonated with him so much because in a way, he was coming up with all these lyrics, whispering them into this attractive Caribbean band and having them say the words that were coming out of his mouth. Holy. Are are you saying this was some... I'm sorry, finish that, Mike. Shit. (laughs) Uh, Are you saying this was some sort of uh, PR fix from Beyond the Grave? That, or just that Frank Farron kind of... Rasputin was a character who resonated with him because he sees himself as a kind of Rasputin, and he's still alive. He's like in his 70s, so it's still influencing him to this day. Rasputin, otherwise known as the Russian Elvis. I mean, kind of. This song apparently you, was you very... Lo- you look at a tabloid, any tabloid in a Russian supermarket, and if, assuming you can read it, which is really hard, uh, that's inevitably, invariably, one of the columns. Yes. Rasputin scene... Uh, at concert, Rasputin scene at soccer game. I feel like any hairy homeless Russian man could be mistaken for Rasputin.
1: Oh my god, he's like the Tupac of Russia.
0: Too. <laughs> <laughs> Rasputin is the Tupac of Russia, yes. And now we have our episode subtitle. Yes. <laughs> a, a new unreleased track by Rasputin just dropped. Well, there's just one last little section of the song I want to cover where they cover his assassination. Right after a five-minute <laughs> in- instrumental <laughs> of Russian dancing. Hey, yeah, this is hey, where hey, everyone's hey, dancing. keep boning him. And he really came. This was the. I seventh. stared dead into the cold, dark eyes of Mike Russell just then, waiting for the inevitable. And he still. Oh yeah, they came. He's still disappointed because I thought he was just going to say the lyric out loud, but he didn't. Whatever. <laughs> no, you can't win.
1: Hey, listen. Yes. If anyone who was going to come somewhere, it was Rasputin. He was never disappointed. The people. Did Mike mention the orgies yet?
0: <laughs> there seems to be one particular facet of this story that you seem to have latched on. And you know, Rasputin was a dirty man. You know he never had to worry about soap getting up in his dick. I, he didn't! Oh. He never used it, that's probably why. Although with all the... Or- I
1: mean, with all the- <laughs> he definitely was having painful piss sessions. I don't care what
0: he said. Like <laughs> My like, dick hurts from all the fucking... <laughs> How am I to how am I to love the Russian queen with such a scurvy dick Man, I used to be a lot better at accents. <laughs> <I> <laughs> was like Oh no, that's I'm how, all over the place. That's how I imagine Rasputin in my head speaking English with that accent like in an actual historical context. I got to go back and redo my resume and take off all the accents <laughs> yes, that yes. I could do. Uh, yeah, you got to remove Russian at least.
1: Uh, no, it's a hybrid between
0: Russian and Italian. It's okay, Steve. <laughs> I mean, Rasputin traveled all over the place He did go to Greece, we know So he could have wandered by Italy at some point It was
1: a melting pot of accents,
0: you know I am making you a pizza <laughs> Tortellini Tortellini You are breathtaking in your ignorance <laughs> And that's his job
1: <laughs> Oh, that's right at you, Nick <laughs>
0: Breathtaking in your ignorance The Nick Brigadier story <laughs> Court changes. They some into mind. Oh no! Oh no. Rasputin,
2: he drank it
0: all and said, Motherfucker Rasputin. I drank that poison and I said, I feel fine. Which, if he actually said that, would be kind of weird. Like, it's like, who drinks. Uh, like, I, I'm drinking. I have a glass of wine in my hand right now. If I drank this, I feel fine. Like, that implies that you know it's poison, I'm ass- which makes him such a badass that he knew it was poison. I'm, I'm assuming that as a, as a fake, made-up cleric, uh, he probably had some... Say Alex, to Sar, Sarina Alexandra. He was so. a real man of God in the world. He was a magic man! I'm going to assume that Rasputin had some notion of, of what poison was and probably did, hmm, this tastes like poison. It's mostly vodka, and then (laughs) (laughs)
1: again,
0: the hardiness of the Russian people—I respect it.
1: Oh yeah. Not that head. No, no. But he wasn't.
0: But he wasn't oh, those Russians. Russians! What a weird ending line. Oh, I'm sorry. Like Russia, what are you gonna do? Oh, those oh exactly. Uh, yeah. That's that that that's basically what I've been getting at the whole episode. Yeah. Russians, what are you gonna do? <laughs> they're gonna be, they're gonna do you. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if, if they ever did a, like some song about some American figure of equal kind of stature as Rasputin. How? Oh, those Americans. Oh no, there is already a song like that about. George Washington. <laughs> he could tell no lies, and he chopped no, down a there tree. There is a song. God, okay, well, I'll figure it out for when we do. We'll, we'll do a companion piece to this episode. We should, so as we boy. should. And
1: then he set America free. <laughs> George, George
0: Washington, disco lover disco of his
1: wife. <laughs> he told those brits to go fuck off. Oh wait, I didn't sweat we are hilarious. bad
0: at song improvisation. I disagree 100%. I would totally listen to that song. But oh, no I think, I, think the, I, I remember when the lyric is is Washington, Washington. Six foot five weighs a fucking ton. And then he just like If he's six about... foot five weighs a fucking ton. Yeah, he's that is it's, massive. It's all about He's to have... be wider than he is tall. Well we'll do a companion piece. I'll I'll find it. We'll Hot do it next
1: Derek, He must have been a jo- like, back
0: then people were smaller, you know. A ton is two thousand pounds. Mr. Stephen Challonger and myself. Receive shipments as part of our job on a daily basis that frequently weigh a ton, and these things are like six feet by six feet. George Washington was like Violet Beauregard in, in Willy Wonka the Chocolate Factory if she was as dense as she was wide. Uh, dense, dense as she was wide. That makes
1: sense in my head. Shut up.
0: I was, I was gonna say, I was gonna say, as as dense as he is wide It's on Mike's business cards. <laughs> But you're not that wide, which means you're not that dense. <laughs> yes. So yeah, Rasputin's dead, and Boney M wrote a song about it. And that's the end of the song, folks. We can't even do, all right, I, again. No, we can't. No, well, I'm just, because we, we were going to try to do the eulogy thing again, because that was, that was pretty fun, to us anyway. I don't know what you guys thought. But it well, was listen, we don't fun. have anything prepared, but why not? We don't have to, because the song was the eulogy. <laughs> yeah, the song essentially just summarizes Rasputin's life and death. But, you know what, I, I feel like, and we have not planned this out, but why not each one of us just say some words at Rasputin's eulogy? Because there were people who, like, when he drowned, there were people in Russia who drank the water that he was surrounded by because they believed it was made holy just by his presence. So there were people who would have eulogized him. And I think for this song, which... I think is great but holy shit is absolutely ridiculous uh deserves a eulogy so uh Mike Russell you you took the microphone out of the holster which makes me think that you really have something on your mind and in your heart that you want to say
1: I do I do um beloved beloved (laughs) that's how a wedding starts but continue and lovers of great great people in this world (laughs) that our man of orgies has passed and all that remains or did remain was his dick as a trophy and it is debatably debatably depending on what research or history or documentary you watch There's, you know, a lot of haters out there
2: he did he did
1: he did and haters gonna hate when they jealous of your connections with the sweet sweet earlobe of that czar queen <laughs> I think that's
0: what Anastasia said verbatim <laughs> <for> <laughs>
1: And how dare Disney make him a villain? How dare they?
0: That, that wasn't a Disney film. That was a Don Bluth film. So it was made by Fox. Shush! But he wasn't a villain. He was a lover of the Russian queen. He loved the queen. So
1: my eulogy for Rasputin. Rah rah. That Rasputin. was the preamble.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I had to get the you know get the crowd ready. Um, get the crowd hyped up for a funeral. Is, is. Much like your final day before the river, you—the song will never die in our hearts.
0: Not And that's uh,
1: until my lungs fill with tears.
0: That is fucking poetry right there, man. Steve! <laughs> the you look like you have something you want to say. <laughs> Mr. Russell what you've just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard at no point in your rambling incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it I award you no credit and may God have mercy on your soul
1: You know, I'm really glad Steve used his eulogy segment for that because he vowed before this episode to not spend the whole time making fun of me. And what does he do? Oh, the whole end. (laughs) Look at that shrug. That's
0: Steve. And then frame on me with my shoulders slumped. Like, uh, what are you going to do? I don't really know how to follow that. So, all I'm just going to say is uh, thank you, everyone, for coming to Rasputin's funeral. It's really great. He got that he, the last one. He can go. <laughs> it's really great how you came out in this freezing weather. The fact that Rasputin is still frozen solid in front of us. Um, well, I mean, I never knew Rasputin personally. He seemed like a great guy. Here, he was a lover of the Russian queen. But it, it was a shame how he carried on. And I know that this is, like, 1918, I think, but I think what I just said would be the great basis for the chorus of a song about this dead man right here. Thank you. Goodbye.
1: He'd like to get it on the night. This wasn't
0: a beat poetry reading. <laughs> oh, Why are you sorry. snap clapping? Oh, sorry. I got confused. Well, that sums up your history lesson on Rasputin. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook. You can uh, check out our Twitter. Also... Uh, please rate and review us on iTunes. It's really great if you like what you're hearing. It really does help us out. Um, and we also have the thesongtopsyreport.com and the at gmail.com if you want to reach out to us to suggest a song that you think would be good.
1: Yeah, we love your song suggestions, comments, feedback, sexual positions, uh, near-death experiences. What,
0: what, what would a sexual time. position be? Like a recommendation or their favorite or... Honestly, I'd like to see, hear something new, you know,
1: like something that's a little uh, creative. <laughs> but really, the near-death experiences, I suppose, makes more sense. I mean, Rasputin was an orgy man, but... A sexual has- position
0: could be a near-death experience, depending on which one it is. Depends on the angle. <laughs> and location. <laughs> Mike, do uh... Basically the same rules for purchasing real estate. Exactly. <laughs> you can follow me on uh, Twitter at
1: Nick Brigadier. Uh, Mr. Mike Russell. I am at MrMikeRussell dot com, which is perchaps still under construction.
0: <laughs> perchaps. You can reach me at, at on Twitter at your man trollo trollo with one L, and eventually StephenTrollinger.com. dot com. And uh... yeah, you guys have any exciting projects or? Is that a hell no? Just the one you're working on. Uh, Oh, yeah. Yes, actually, all three of us are currently involved in a project that I've been uh, working on behind the scenes for quite a while that uh, is still in pre-production at the moment, but I will tell you more information uh, as it starts solidifying. So, yeah, keep your ears tuned for that. Mike just Uh, winked at me and nodded, which made me feel so much better. Made me feel dirty. Yes. Uh, thank you very much for listening. I am Nick Brigadier. I'm Mike Russell. And I'm the real Russia's greatest love machine. <laughs> and we will see you next week. Take care.